Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Happy Thursday. Clinton Yates in the building. President of the local chapter of the Handsome Man community. BK is here as well. What's up? Not much. All right. Just hanging. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Listen, Wasn't sure- ready to answer that. <laughs> Probing <laughs> make sh- question. Make sure you stay tuned all day for your chance at Bash for Cash. How do you win? You predict the Dodger player to hit a home run for that night's game, and you'll win tickets to the MLB All-Star Saturday Night Festivities. And if you predict the right inning, you'll get a bonus of $100 cash. But right now, listen, this is the most important thing. We got a text about, what, 10 minutes ago? saying something so bizarre and so off the wall, in my personal opinion, I'm going to read you this right now. UCLA and USC are planning to join the Big Ten as early as 2024. A source confirmed to Nicole Arbach. We love Nicole. And from ESPN's Pete Thamel, sources can confirm John Wilner's report that, again, USC and UCLA are exploring a move to the Big Ten. The schools have been researching the move for the past few months and the financial disparity between Big Ten revenue and projected Pac-12 revenue proved the biggest factor. Large exhale from me on this. And my first take is very simple. All of the conference realignment that happened over the last 15 years in college sports, you understood it just enough. There was some level of linkages to what were geographical linchpins what were rivalrous scenarios based on teams that had played against each other but there was never any super backbreaker that was just so ridiculous that you thought why are we doing this at all breaking news on 710 <laughs> is brought to you by valvoline instant oil change home of the 15 minute drive through oil change visit socaloilchange.com for locations and coupons today usc and ucla Two schools located within the greater Los Angeles area joining the traditionally Midwestern Conference of the Big Ten is absolute chaos for me. I'm, try- absolute I'm, chaos. I'm trying to do like the shorthand geography to here to figure out is is Nebraska the westernmost Big Ten? Keeping in mind, there are already 14 is teams. Nebraska, in the Big are you Ten. looking at an actual map? Uh, yeah, I'm just. Is, I'm, I'm just. I'm looking. I'm is. looking at the the teams. Right. Okay. So I'm, I mean, I don't. No, the, I but, should. I should. The schools. Is, <laughs> Actually, remember, is, they are not just teams. Is Iowa further west than Nebraska? I, but we're, we're, you might, you know I don't the think to that? so. No, Nebraska. Nebraska's, Nebraska's further west. Further we west. even have the East Coast in here. We have Maryland in the Big Ten. So, okay, so this is this is what I was going to say. Maryland is a DC area team. Maryland in the Big Ten was a travesty. They were a charter ACC school mm-hmm. who left because they thought their football program was going to get big, and they ruined themselves. But I can, in my tiers. mind, I can think of Maryland as like close enough to Pennsylvania that sure. you can right. Sure, and exactly, they have a little bit of a rivalry with Penn State anyway. Maryland, uh, uh, again, outer rim, outer reaches, not totally ridiculous. Two LA schools in the Big Ten is absurd, BK. Yeah, absurd. Um, this is deeply cynical. Like, it's just like at this point, we are not like when, you know, you get the or reorganization of the SEC and, you know, kind of weaker Big Ten or uh, what is it? You know, Big Ten schools like uh, 
big eight schools and be yeah. like Missouri and stuff like that. Moving okay. Texas A&M. It's like, okay, we're in Texas. It's like, mm, all right. You know, but we're, we're still talking about teams that play sort of near the South. Right. In the South. In the Midwest, which is kind of near the South. And, you know, attitudinally. Yes. Share some similarities. Vibes, like, as the, the youth <laughs> right. say. All the feels in the Midwest are similarly <laughs> there. Like I said, so I can kind of stress, like, but it, but you know, at your core, all of this is about money. It's all money related, and it's all income related, and it's all uh, about you know billions of dollars. This is just take. This would take that any kind of plausible <laughs> deniability of what they're doing with college sports and just rip it away. Totally it's gone. gone. Go on. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. USC fans, holla at me. This is craziness. USC and UCLA are two of the most iconic schools in college sports history, between basketball and football and other sports as well, if you really want to get into it. For two, Pac-12, used to be Pac-10, used to be Pac-8, to bounce to the Big Ten – I just don't get it. I I don't get it at all. As somebody that grew up on the East Coast, I remember thinking about the pageantry of what was then the Pac-10. The last 10 years of what are the Pac-12 have been horrible. Inability to get any kind of a TV deal. Losing money hand over fist with their last commissioner or whatever. And then, I I just, I don't understand how this happens. I don't understand how the Pac-12 survives. Flatly. Oh, if if USC, Oregon's gone. You know, they're, they're... I mean, it's like, you know, I, I say this about America. There are sort of filler states. Yeah. There, there's filler schools. In every conference, there are schools that are there. This is why a team like Missouri or something like that jumped at the opportunity to go to the SEC because you don't want to be sort of one of those, you know, like respectable tweener schools, tweener schools, yeah. whatever, but you're left out when the when the music stops and, like, you don't want to be the team that's left out. Um, you know, like Vanderbilt, if they weren't already in the SEC, they good luck, boys, trying to right. You know, the strength of your baseball team is not going to do it. And so, like, you know, the minute USC looks like they're gone, Oregon's gone. Because Oregon's not going to stick around. They're the only other team in the conference that has any kind of pedigree, any kind of money behind it, any kind of whatever. And they're gone. Listen, the other thing, too, about this, and a lot of people don't think about this on this front, but as somebody who covers a lot of games and knows a lot of people that have played a lot of sports, how this affects the non-revenue sports, I mean, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? You've got beach volleyball teams. You've got teams that have to be in California to do what they do. That's why the California schools are good at them. You know what I'm saying? You're not competing geographically with some place that's got a bunch of lakes versus a place that's got an ocean. Right. When you're talking about things that have to do with, like, Olympic sports and so like on. Like water so polo. Forth. Like, water polo Thank is not going to be able to compete with Rutgers. You what know? are we doing? Emily, your thoughts? I just think it's ridiculous. It's also one of the biggest, like, moves geographically, like we've been saying. Like, all, like, the, the, the Oklahoma, Texas, all going to SEC. It's crazy. But, like... It's going to be not bad for USC's UCLA. Like, they're going to go to the Big Ten. They're going to get more exposure on these networks. It probably has something to do with the Pac-12 network not being that great either. But I just – it just makes me feel icky. No, I mean, look, USC playing Michigan. USC playing Ohio State. Like, you have – The only thing anybody cares about this is football, by the way. I realize there are other sports. The only – we should all be clear. The only thing we are talking about is football. And to a smaller kind of extent, we're talking about basketball. But mostly this is about football. You can't just break your toys and expect to get new ones from the store the next day. How about you fix the Pac-12? You can't. My God. I mean, but like this is, I mean, it really is. You mentioned it. It's a decade of an inability to make money, a decade of 
just shockingly bad TV decisions, uh, bad, you know, it's like everything can't get a team in a, in a tournament and a, and a playoff. I mean, right. it's just, but uh, this is, this is where college football. This is my breaking is. point. This is 100% my breaking point on what I thought I cared about. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the idea of players getting money to play mm. flatly. I love the idea of empowerment, making sure that some of these football coaches who think that they, you know, are God's gift to the world actually have to deal with some level of interaction with kids and can't just powerfully tell them what to do left and right. I like all that. The money in the game is not the actual issue. But we are, by the way, we, we, can we all agree that if this happens, we're done uh, pretending to care about the morality of NIL deals it's not, and things It's not like even that. about that. What I'm saying is that I care about it from, the, from a logistics standpoint. How do you actually do this and let people still be interested? You see what I'm saying? Like, it's not just, you know, you don't just teleport football teams into football stadiums and then play the game. Because you're, you're, making, you're making a calculated decision. And we saw this blow up with European soccer. They tried to do something like this where they yes. consolidated, so we're just only going to have the, you know, the, the, the power teams play each other. And, and people then, went nuts. They, and they revolted. Like because they were loyal to the structures yes. more than they were loyal to the teams. And you do, at some point, need these other teams to have some viability and, and the structure behind it. College football, I don't think we have that here. I think we are at a place where people actually just want, and by people, I mean the people who pay for these things. Not the, necessarily the people who show up for tailgates, yeah. but the, the sponsors, the TV people, whatever. All they're interested in is the, is, is the big marquee matchups every year. How, many, how can we get more primetime, mm-hmm. prime gigs you know prime you think schools. i want to watch ucla play indiana at noon on a saturday 9 no but you here? but you're gonna see usc and michigan everybody's gonna watch that how about how about you do that you in weren't the watching Bowl? you weren't watching when indiana and purdue play either no i'm not right that's, that's my th- point those are the filler schools and so you have your what the idea here is is you have fewer fill games where the filler schools play each other count me down is this being stupid because the filler schools are half the reason that all this exists bergman get in here i need to get your thoughts on this as a local guy, as somebody who's done this for a while, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. David and Fillmore, you're on the air. Hello, you're on the air. What's yeah, up? I, I, I just think this is, this is crazy. This, is, this, this doesn't make any sense. SC and uh, UCLA have been away, well, obviously in the, located in the West Coast forever, but for them to be having to go to you know a middle of December game in Ohio State is going to be – Outrageous. Those schools are used to practicing in the cold weather. So if SC has to just travel to Michigan or, you know, Nebraska or Ohio State, I think this is going to ruin the whole landscape of college football, not only for the teams individually, but for, land, for the landscape of recruiting, too. I mean, it's just, I don't, it just makes no sense. I think this is something bigger than the, in the works. I think, uh, obviously, Oregon's going to leave the Pac-12. I just can't make any sense of this, man. I'm kind of irritated as an SC fan, to be honest. Thank you for the phone call, David. And I think that's what it is. It's like, yo. Y'all are still SC. You you actually have a product that people care about, that people at least look at as a crown jewel of something. Well, on the one, but like, could you say on the one hand, SC is looking at this, going, okay, we've got a new coach, we've got a new program. We like, we think we can get ourselves back to where we need to be, but if we play in this conference, we can't. 
Like this, the conference becomes what? an anchor because there aren't enough I'm good not buying teams. That. The, I'm, not, I'm totally I'm, buying I'm, that, by the way. Well, I'm not buying yeah. that at all. Greg Bergman okay. joining us from Mason and Ireland. UCLA on the other hand is just taking the money. Bergman, <laughs> they are. not in basketball. But, Bergman, right, basketball they are never going to win powerhouse. a damn thing in this. What are your football? initial thoughts? Obviously, hang around with us. But when you first saw this headline, we're going to get back to some calls. I just want to get one sentence out of you. When you first saw this headline, what did you think? I was really annoyed about it at first because I didn't want it to happen. But now, the more that I think about it, it makes way more sense. The Pac-12 network is an absolute joke. The and so the go to go to the Big Ten network. That's much more money, much more exposure. It's better for the teams just in general. So, I mean, that's my one sentence if okay. you want that. All right. Well, wait. No, we're going we're gonna to get to another call because we're going to dive into this next segment because I, again, cannot believe this is actually happening. The big CY is outraged. 710-3776. <laughs> outraged Clinton Yates. Frank in L.A., you're on the air. Yo, what's up, fellas? What's going on? Uh, for the, 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 the casual college football fan, I kind of like this because mm-hmm. what it does, we can narrow down the amount of conferences and just have some bigger conferences like the NFL has, an AFC and an NFC, and this allows for better games, better competition. Um, probably even help our, our, our recruitment pool because teams, cause, cause players are going to be attracted to play for our teams again, for USC again, because the competition they're going to receive is going to be in a higher level. And that's why we lose a lot of folks to the, S, the SEC. A lot of our, our, our uh, um, good players here in Southern California, over the last couple of years, they've been getting snatched up by SEC teams because of the competition, because they want to play an NFL-style game, right? So this might help with that. And another thing, my celebrity crushes when I was a kid was Samantha Fox and Miss Jackson. Nice. I have never been a Samantha Fox. Thanks for the phone call. That was a strong call. But let me explain something to you. The reason why most people like college football is because it's not like the NFL. The pageantry, listen to me, most people, most people, because the pageantry, and it's just plain fun. Because whatever goes on in their localities, the things they've been doing for 100 years, uh, that, listen. That's I'm gone, not, wrong. I'm that's not, gone. I'm not saying it's effective. I'm saying that's what people like. And my point is, is that, yeah, like. Yeah, 10 years ago. No, I, I no, no, can no. explain to you why you're wrong. You're, no, the reason, okay, you know what? We'll talk about this on the other side. <laughs> I am hot. It's Travis and Sliwa, Yates and Bergman, Bergman, BK's here as well. Anyway. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. Travis and Sliwa. Excellent callback. Yates and Kamenetsky. Bergman's here. I'm a little hot, but I've calmed down a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to read are. a tweet from Pete Dammel. The biggest obstacle in such a move had long been UCLA leaving behind Cal because it meant breaking away from the UC system, per sources. One Pac-12 source said they were, quote, stunned UCLA would make that move. Now, let me explain my point of view to you guys regarding what I think about why this is ultimately selfish and short-sighted. Two reasons. Number one, it just seems like if you are USC and UCLA, the the higher end results, more largely of what you could build if you had ever tried to do this the right way with the Pac-12, I think ultimately 
I don't want to say it gets you more, but it gets you as much in this way. The reason why people don't think the Pac-12 is that big of a deal is because they don't take the Pac-12 seriously. The Pac-12 doesn't take itself seriously. If the Pac-12 starts taking itself seriously, perhaps it can become a serious conference. Jumping to the next big thing undermines not just yourself and everything you've done for your previous conference of which your charter members, but it screws things up for conferences across the country as well. You're undermining a lot more than just your own conference by making this move to there. And as a casual college football fan that does not care who wins or loses, I simply like not the regional rivalries. I'm not talking about that. I'm simply the surface level of what's happening is enough for me. I don't need to see SC playing some big-time school every single week just for the sake of it being the best competition around. That's what the NFL's for. And so for me, this seems like you're going straight to we're blowing up the planet as opposed to maybe we can win a ground war and overtake it. That's what it feels like to me. And I just think that's too much too soon for something that is already enough that you could have worked on it. That's just me. You going first? (laughs) I... I, I think there's some clinging like I, I agree in principle with a lot of what you're saying and right. I, with a lot of what the objections to this is going to be. I also think that the the objections you made fun of me for getting all into the wave earlier in the show, <laughs> the objections to this are from a world that not only doesn't exist, hasn't existed probably for 15 years now. And it kind of sucks because there is something to what you're talking about college football being about the atmosphere and you know what you do on tailgates and you show to the game and you do all this stuff and it's like the particip- it, it is a participation event yes is, and it is you know it's a galvanizing thing about how you, what school am I want to go to I want to go to this college because I want to go to games and this and do and what that but that's not where the money is that's not what like if nobody showed up to a Michigan game the TV contract they have would be more important to the University of Michigan than yep. the, the people not showing up at the big stadium. But, but that's not what we want. Well, it doesn't matter is, what but, we want but, anymore. But it apparently is because what we want, which drives the money, is the games. It's the you know different versions of those big-time games so we can all sit here and debate who's going to be in the playoff and, and whatever. So here's the biggest thing. The, the Pac-12 has been a conference that gets zero exposure throughout the country. It always Pac-12 after dark is the biggest thing that they got going on right, right now. And that's the only way that people on the East Coast can really even see them. So and that's and that's what time is that? It starts at eight o'clock at night on the West Coast. So that means that we're not getting games till eleven p.m. on the East Coast. If you go over to the to the Big Twelve to the Big Ten, all of a sudden now you're on the Big Ten Network. You're playing nine o'clock in the morning games here. So everybody is seeing it. The amount of money, Larry. Scott was the commissioner of, yes, that's the, of the Pac-12. Name. Larry Scott was a pic- commissioner of the Pac-12. He has been nothing but terrible throughout his entire life. He's gone now. He is no longer. I think he ends within the next we couple days Kaliyev here. Kaliyev is now the Kali- new yeah, yeah. Yes. George Kliakoff is now the new guy, and he is supposed to help make it better. But it doesn't matter. At this point where you are, you're sounds so like a, far sounds behind. Sounds like a plum gig now. Well, yeah. No, you're so <laughs> far behind. It will take years upon years to get you going. It's, look what just happened with Oklahoma and Texas moving over to the SEC. Do you think they cared about what happened in the Big 12? Look what's going to happen That was now. stupid, too. It, whether it was stupid or not, that's what's happening. So UCLA and USC going over to the Big 10, this is what we're getting. We are getting 
conferences. We are getting to the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference of college football. Teams that are like like Rutgers that are on the East Coast, teams like Indiana, that the lower-level teams that you guys were talking about in the Big Ten, they're going to start filtering down into smaller conferences, just like what's happening well, with the Pac-12. It will we'll be, be a smaller conference. Okay, but that's a different conversation. That's a larger conversation. The, the next that's step. not SC joining the Big Ten. No, right. it, it's all part. SC the and next UCLA step is all. The whole Rose Bowl is based on the Pac-12, the Big 12, Big Ten playing against each other. Those things don't matter, so don't matter anymore. anymore. They don't matter anymore. I know they don't matter, but what I'm saying is that what, what, what no, it doesn't. What no, I'm saying no, is that what, what, every fourth year the Rose Bowl exactly. doesn't even know, have that game. What I'm saying with the playoff, this, that's I'm what it matters. And now you can expand the playoff even more because they're all that. in the same conference. I'm not obsessed with the old tradition of it. I just don't like what people think is going to be cool down the line. I don't think that that's going to be that tight. Seeing USC play freaking old, Indiana at 9 a.m. in the I morning. Ha- I happen to agree. I don't because I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm watching, I, if I'm up, I'm up and whatever. But if I'm up at 9 a.m., there's a ch- good chance I'm on my way to a soccer game. I'm right. not watching that game anyway. But like, what? What? I think you may be right in terms of the broad. Do we like this? Does the average fan like this? Does the average fan think it's cool? Does the diehard think it's cool? Whatever. But the only they don't get a vote. They don't get a vote. They're going to exactly. get a vote if people stop showing up to games, it as you said. A, and an I'm not saying that time. people are showing up to games here now. Maybe not. You know, I mean, is anybody you but know part of the reason traveling to Corvallis? Probably not. Part of the but, reason people stop showing up to USC games because the team sucked, and so they probably look at this and say. One of the only ways we can get back into it is by being in a place where we can recruit better, have better games, and all these other things. Ohio State we, coming twice oh, right, every other if year. If we get to a place where we are competitive again, it will actually be meaningful. And so they are, in some ways, betting on themselves. You can schedule those games anyway, but you won't win. Not them. every other year, and you can't won't win, win them. them. Also, and also, look, we What's are, the we're, point? we're not in a port. We're not. We're in a, We're not in a college sport anymore. This is a pro sport. College I'm, football is a that. pro sport. But if now. you are, were you, you excited? Hold on. Were you excited about if? You know, Tampa Bay with Tom Brady is playing the the Jags. You're not excited about that on a Sunday morning at 10 o'clock in the morning here in L.A. You'll be excited. It's the same level of excitement that you're going to get for watching USC versus Rutgers in the morning. It doesn't matter. I don't know. I don't None know of that, that stuff I, matters. So I don't know. That, I don't know that I agree with that for this reason. I just feel like, look, last year I did Nissan's Heisman House. I was on a college campus every single weekend of the year, and so like that's informing a little bit of my opinion on this, which is that. The people that show up still do like that stuff. And I get that the TV dollars are where things are going towards or where things are. But to me, like, just as a human being, like, look at the Halos. The Halos have decided that they just don't even care on some level. They're just, they got the TV contract. So if you show up, you show up. If you don't, if you don't. I don't think that that's something but we you, should be feeding. But do you really think do you, that, may be, that may be true? Like, from a, from a, like, what is important to us prioritization of our global priorities as humans? I think I agree with you. But do you think those people are going to stop showing up because the game, the opponent that day, if you're if somebody likes to tailgate at USC, is, you know, I, I, there's so many teams. I can't like, is Indiana instead of Utah? Utah is good separately. But, um, but pick a, okay, fine. Pick a good. Pick, Oregon, you know, State. Oregon State. Arizona okay, State. But, right. Uh, Colorado. Okay. Are they showing up because the opponent is something they care about? Or are they showing up because the ritual of getting up and showing up to a game and tailgating with yes. my friends. Right? So I don't think the opponent matters then. Okay, but what I'm saying is that I think that that, to me, is why this is, like, I just don't get it. Like, I mean, I, mean, I get it. It just seems extremely selfish considering what you've built. If, what's the point of being the number one football program in America if you can't even build out from your own 
place what you started to begin with. But they're not the number one football program in America. According to USC, they are, though, is my point. Well, we're hopefully, I mean, they just brought everybody in. Not, not hopefully for me, but anyway. But with the NIL, that's they're bringing in all these guys, Jordan Addison and everybody else that they're bringing in. Look, are you tired of seeing Alabama versus LSU or Alabama versus Georgia or Alabama versus whoever no, from the, the SEC, SEC is in, not... the, in the championship game every single year? The only way to compete is to by having a team that is from the Big Ten or the SEC that are going to be there. That's the those are the only two conferences that get into that into that into the. This into is the a separate playoff. discussion that I actually want to talk about because I don't actually agree that the lone thing that SC needs to be worried about is simply winning national championships. Oh, it's a huge. I know, part but hear me. It. I think that the reason what it, this is a separate discussion that I'll get into a little bit, but like to me, what SEC SC. SC needs to focus on is getting guys in the pros because that is ultimately what one of their big, you know, uh, and, and if they play Ohio state and Michigan every year, then they're going to, they're going to get those. Guys I don't in. necessarily think that mid week to week competition is how you five stars versus five throws. stars, five stars. I get five that, stars. but those are just game results. I'm talking about in terms of development of players and human beings, you can say that you need the biggest competition to do that, but there's a reason why guys go from like, I don't know, HBCUs into the pros. It's not necessarily about that as much as it's about your program. I just feel like this is a really selfish move to give up on the Pac-12. So for something that doesn't even geographically make that much sense. Again, all of the non-football and basketball sports, this is a nightmare. Total nightmare. What are you going to be doing? You think USC is going to be wanting to play, I don't know, Illinois in March in a baseball game? Like, you know what I mean? There's a lot more than just what happens between the lines on a football field here. This is short-sighted and selfish in my College opinion. football and college basketball are the only sports that make any money for them. Correct. So then they don't care I mean, about the Illinois other has I get a baseball that. team, don't they? Yeah, they do. But so they can go saying, play them? I, yeah, I, just, play I just mean that it, it, it's – and it's that part of it. It's not worth it to me to completely tear apart the fabric of how a lot of college programs operate simply for football I, I mean, I, I can tell you, you know, what I think – is what makes people so upset about this. Yeah. I don't Next. know. I mean, it's just, it's, 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 I'm fired up about it. I don't like it. And I don't have to like it. Anyway. <sighs> ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle like. auto, home, and motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Factor Cap is coming up next, but we're also going to talk about this. It's Travis and Sliwa on ESPN 710. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Y'all, this is, I'm just still reeling from this college football news. I'm just, uh, I love college football and uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a change. It'll be interesting. Let's, uh, (laughs) let let me, let me read some tweets before we get to these real quick. Nicole Auerbach says, 
Just got off the phone with someone who believes this eventually leads to two mega conferences, the Big Ten and SEC, with 20 or more members apiece. The alliance was formed last summer in response to the SEC adding Oklahoma and Texas. It was, as we know, a handshake agreement between the Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12 to agree to work together on various issues to stabilize college football, essentially to not poach each other's members. This is what I'm saying. How's that going? (laughs) They could have done this the right way. Instead, everybody just decided to break free to go to the shiny thing that's there as opposed to figuring out how can we do this to not destroy everybody else along the way. It's selfish. Yeah, not thinking really long term, it seems like. Just thinking about like in the next five years. You you have to – what motivates here everybody is like you feel like if you have to get in – Yes. Make a show position. Now we can all agree. They're USC and UCLA. Of course they're getting in. They're the only two schools anybody cares about in California. Not named Fresno State. I mean, come on. You know what I mean? Have a little pride in yourselves. Aztecs. Come anyway. On. SDSU slander. That's exactly It's not right. slander. I'm just saying that, like, anyway. Emily, All what right. Do you have? We're going to talk about fun stuff. All right. Um, Stephen, Stephen King said that the only movie he ever walked out of as an adult was Transformers. So you have walked out of a movie theater before. Clinton, Patrick Cap. Super fact. I did this, like, two months ago. I was at Disney Springs. I had a day to kill. Disney Springs, by the way, is my favorite place at Disney. It's like a mall for adults where you can booze and there's no rides. It's tremendous. Um, And it was like 10 in the morning. I walked into the movie theater. I was like, oh, I haven't seen the new Batman. And then I got a beer. I paid 10 bucks for the movie. I sat down, drank the beer. The previews were not over. I checked the running time. It was three hours. I was like, I'm out of here. There's no way. I'm <laughs> sitting in this dark room for four hours or whatever just to watch this movie when I could you be didn't out. Did you give it a try? Not even like the first Galavanting. scene? No. I did oh not make gosh. it to the start of the movie. All right. BK? That was just tactical error. Yeah. That part. had nothing like, to yeah. do with yeah. the movie. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that was an unrelated matter. Right. right. Um, I, I don't think I've ever, I can't remember a movie I've walked out on, just clean walked out on, but I do remember that my mom once walked out when we went as a family to see the original Lord of the Rings. She left the theater, and we asked her why. She said, I just couldn't deal with all those hobbits. <laughs> all right. We know where mom that, lies. That makes so sense. What did what, you think you were getting there, Mom? <laughs> yeah. Lord of the Rings. You but, saw the preview. Right. All right, Taylor, what about you? I've walked out of a movie and gone into a different movie before if I didn't like the you know, yeah. the first hour or so. Take a little uh, little double dip there. But, but never left a movie for that reason. I haven't left a movie either because more uh, because I I spent ten dollars. I'm gonna sit and watch ten dollars worth of uh, worth of movie. But Fair on enough. this on this day, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory came out. Mm. So we uh, know Travis is deathly afraid of that movie. He hates that movie. He's been afraid of it since he was a kid. He lacks whimsy. Yes, as we've exactly. Discussed. <laughs> lacks whimsy. So there is a movie that scarred you so much as a kid you cannot watch it as an adult. BK huh. Factor Cap. I was- Fact, I was real down on The Shining for a little while. That that made an impact that wasn't helpful. When did you watch it? How old were you? Too young, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that there... I, well, I don't know this, but my family has told me this story many times. Whatever version of Tarzan came out in the mid-'80s, it might have been animated. Oh, was that Greystoke? Not the cartoon one? Not, not, uh, not the Disney one? Are we talking one? about the Greystoke one? The with... Disney one came out in the 90s. So right, right. I remember that because I was mega blitz in the movie theater seeing that <laughs> this is a different discussion i'm talking about when i was a little boy apparently my dad took me to see a tarzan movie and i just could not handle it the you know the the apes it was just too much and so i started freaking out and we had to we i had to leave and so i've never watched that movie as a result because i same situation i think we left the movie theater so that links mm-hmm. uh at the time taylor what about you yeah one of the movies that i walked out on uh i don't remember which one it was but one of the saw 
in the, oh. in the soft franchise. No, yeah. thanks. Not into I'm the not, gore porn that never much. Saw that. Not a fan. Yeah, I never saw that in the theater. Yeah. Don't love it. Not, not going to return to that one. Yeah, this is fact for me because I had this movie Twister that I could not watch. because I, And I was so afraid of thunderstorms. So afraid of thunderstorms because that first thing in Twister, I would always turn that movie off and I still can't watch okay. it to this day. One more. Hold on. Yeah. That's a huge miss. Twister is a great movie. I'm sure it's great. I just can't stand Oh, that's unfortunate. I just can't. That's unfortunate. Go ahead. Um, there's a Sam Neill movie called Event Horizon. I've heard of this that movie. This came out a long time ago, 90, you know, late 90s or whatever. Right. It is 97. incredibly gory. Like, there's a scene where, like, people, like, lose their mind in oh, space. Dear. It's one of those lose their mind in space movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like he, like, pulls out his own eyes and all that stuff. Oh, so God. the Google image got this is horrifying. a little high <laughs> and went to see that movie not knowing what it was. That was a mistake. That's not good. Yeah, I shouldn't Ooh. have done that. Yeah. That's and then good. isn't Labyrinth the one where the guy has the eyeballs for is, hands? Yeah, but yeah. That's, that's different. Yeah. It was not a fan of that. Labyrinth was, pre- you know what? Labyrinth was and pretty scary. And that's a good scary. movie, but like, it's also scary. Yeah. I remember I saw that at a friend's house, like a, like a, like a family friend's house. And like, it was like. A bunch of kids sleeping over, you know, it was like her favorite movie. And I remember at the end of it, she was a little older than the rest of us. We were all just like, why did you make us watch that? You know, I'm now traumatized by David Bowie flinging big marbles around. I was a little scared when I saw The Dark Crystal for the first time. Yeah, that's kind of freaky. That's that's along the same lines as Labyrinth, for sure. Dark puppet movie. It's a crystal, nothing more. (laughs) All right. uh, So... Uh, I had a debate with my roommates last night, and I feel like there are two people in the world. There are cru- pizza crust people, and there are pizza who people people who don't like the crust. So you are a pizza crust person, so you like the crust. Uh, Taylor, factor cap. Depends on the crust. It's pretty easy to mess up, but it's not a third category. Taylor, <laughs> just, you either like well, the crust. This is the non-award-winning like factor cap. Fact, so. Brian. I love. Hey. The, I love. <laughs> just saying. Go ahead. I gotta eat the crust. Yeah, you paid for it. You gotta eat it. I I I'm a crust person. Fact. Uh, I I like I don't like goofy crusts though. I don't need your crust to be <laughs> gimmick, soft. Gimmick crust. Gri- yeah, your gimmicky whimsical crust. I don't need that. Just give me a regular, you know, hand tossed. We're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, fact. And I actually would go so far as to say that when you get a crust, and I understand what Taylor's getting at about dislike, you know, bad crust can ruin. But if you get a crust that is excellent, oh, sublime, it elevates the yes. pizza experience to places that you, really everybody should be able to go. Right, and I think the crust is the part that you can dip in sauce. That so, is true. Like I can't, I don't really dip the pizza, like the cheese portion into sauce. I usually do ranch with my crust, and right. it's lovely. and if you're a folder. And some people right. are. Yeah. You, uh, the, the the integrity of the crusters is, is integral to that. Yeah. Do you eat other people's crusts? Oh, yeah. If there are crusts left, I that. will ask people for crusts. Do you have to know them? No. Oh. It's not like the oranges. So, like, I will go no, and like, ask strangers. Strangers. If okay. If they're at my table, so say I'm at a uh, friend's party and it's like like a birthday party where I got pizza and it's like 15 of us. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, you know, two or person, three of them. 13, yeah. 14. Right. So, if that person's there and I'm like, and they have their plate on the p- table and it's been there for a second and it's just crust, they haven't thrown it away, I'm like, hey, yo, can I have that crust? And the same thing with pickles. Because like, those people have this. been vouched for theoretically by this. Yes. Now, you're at table eight. Strangers. You're, at, you're with your four buddies. You're at table <laughs> yeah. eight. There's a person over there at table five mm-hmm. who is not eating their crust. You do not know that person, but man, they have a. Just a delectable-looking <laughs> like pile this of crust. crust. I just had was it's amazing. Crustomania <laughs> over there, and it's the pizza place that serves your favorite crust. You do not know those people at mm. Table Five. Do you go to Table Five and ask for their crust? I don't. Oh. Okay, so so when I used to work in a daycare, <laughs> I um 
parents would order food for the, it was a daycare at a country club, so I would oh. watch the kids while they went, uh, parents would play golf That's and whatever else. Gig. That's a good gig. Yeah. It was a good gig. Made a lot of money on babysitting too. Was lo- was lovely. So these parents would order these kids food, and like some of the times the kids would like not even touch it, and the parents don't want to take it home either. So I was like a broke college kid. I would just eat the kids' food. Yeah, that's Like, yeah. chicken that's tender fries. That's, like, that's, that's in Leftover pizza that's crusts totally and all that fine. stuff. And, yeah, anyway. But what I'm saying is that, like, if I order 10 pizzas yeah. to the ESPN 710 Friday Night All-Star yeah. Challenge and crusts are lying about the dugout. <laughs> Not on the ground. Are, are you going to be vacuuming up these if various crusts after still, we play softball? Okay. Yes. All right. If they were in a box still, not on the dirt. <laughs> I just wanted to. Would you I eat just... the leftover crust from the listeners that show up to the game? Yes, like at the Mandy. If you they offered like, it to me. <laughs> like you only know them because they listen to the station. Is that enough for I you to get to eat off their plate? Because they know me. It's like if, if, I don't know. So they might. That, you, that's considered a bit of an offering at that level. Yes, exactly. Wow. Man. So I love crust. It's great. I love crust. Um, so I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, there's a Bat Boy uh, for the Cubs that uh, has been going somewhat vi- viral recently, and it's because he really takes his job very seriously. He uh, has he really puts the defense in for uh, baseball. So you have been a uh, ball boy before, uh, Clinton Fetch Cap. Cap. Uh, I never did that because I was typically on the field, mm-hmm. and uh, I never work. never did it. At the higher level, I do know a guy who was a bat boy for the Giants in their heyday. Um, that guy's actually the reason why I was in that LeBron James documentary uh, after Jackie. That's a separate discussion. But, yeah, bat boys are cool. Very organized human beings. Clubbies and bat boys mm-hmm. and all that. You know, it looks like you're just running out there. You got a lot no. of stuff to do in that gig. For and sure. they, you screw it up. They get very upset yeah, with you. Exactly. Uh, uh, that is a ca- it's cap. cap. Yes. You know, I'm trying to think. I was, I was about to say that's a fact. But, no, I've never done that. <laughs> um I once tr- asked my kids if they would be interested in being a ball boy at a basketball game, and they were a little nervous by that. Right, it's as close as I've ever gotten. Do they have to like wipe? Where is it one of those roles where they like wipe the towels? No, on the I court? think they just would have been shagging rebounds like, yeah. during warmups. I think the gig you're talking about, Emily, is higher on the scale right. because it's a little right. bit more important. Like that's you know, I, I was like Clinton. I was playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, what about you? Have you been a bat boy, ball boy? Cap, I have not. But when you said bat boy initially, I thought I just got an image of bat boy from the National Enquirer. In my I was one hundred percent this was going to be some sort I, I, of pop culture. Yes, reference. I thought I this excited. is going to be something different. That's funny. What about you, Em? Uh, what do they do? What are water polo bat boys called? So uh, or ball boys. We whatever. actually don't have it. Like, I mean, I so my first year on the team, I sat the bench. And so I had the I would have the ball in my lap, and so when the ball would go out of bounds, I was I was responsible for throwing back to the goalie so they could distribute it. Okay, but there are no no real bat people. Well, no, because people have to tend to the horses. But I, <laughs> <laughs> I have done the uh, done it for for soccer though. I have been a uh, bat girl for uh, University of Mary Washington, or okay. ball girl for University of Mary Washington uh, for shagging balls for soccer. I mean, I listen. I love a good ball person snag as well. You go to a game and somebody makes a play down the line, getting up off that little stool. That's always fun to see. Right. Love that. Yeah. I just want to point out that I've, I've gone from uh, making a dark crystal joke to a uh, dad water polo joke. Yeah. I mean, Super bad horse Hard range. to understand why I don't work more. This is what people tune in for. <laughs> Coming up, you can hear me yell more about how the college football world is destroying itself from within. I'm Clinton Yates. He's Brian Kamenetsky. This is Travis and Sliwa on ESPN 710. <laughs> this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier to help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Bundle today at Progressive.com. Clinton Yates, Brian Kamenetsky in for Travis and Sliwa. Had our world rocked by college football. USC, UCLA, likely to make a move to the Big Ten. Nicole Auerbach tweeting about this. She said she just got off the phone with someone who believes this will eventually lead to two mega conferences, the Big Ten and the SEC, with 20 or more members apiece. By the by, the alliance was formed last summer in response to the SEC adding Oklahoma and Texas. It was, as we know, a handshake agreement between the Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12 to agree to work together on various issues to stabilize college football, essentially to not poach each other's members. Now, some of you have been tweeting at some of you have been tweeting at me saying snarky things like, "Oh, I can't believe you're surprised about the fact that colleges want money." No, 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 that's not what this is about. This is not about I'm not surprised. This is not about inevitability. This is about the fact that I happen to be, as a human being, the kind of person that believes in building with what you started to get to the top, not just running away to the next flashiest thing. That's a personal philosophy I have in life as to how I execute my tasks and to how I try to be a human being. Now, does that level of morality need to qualify to college sports? No. I don't care about it in that regard. I don't think that it's better than. I simply happen to think it's more effective. And that is where this changes for me. Jumping from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten after Oklahoma and Texas jumped out of the Big 12 to the SEC, this is what I would qualify most plainly, Brian, as slapdash. If you want to figure out a way to get a 20-team conference, okay. But by tearing apart or just running away from the thing you had, saying, oh, wasn't good enough, and not even really giving it a real effort, you're doing more harm than you could be doing good if you just tried to do it the right way. I guess, but I mean, the, the end result is if you create two 20-team conferences or a 25-team, one 25-team mega comp, whatever the, the end, you're essentially doing the same thing. In the end, Washington State is still left out in the cold. You know, you know San Diego State is left out in the cold. I mean, there, there's the end result looks the same. And I think... I don't what, know. Okay, go on. Sorry. But I think what you're getting at and sort of fundamental to the principles you're talking about. Isn't so much like money's bad. No. I mean, no. we get, you know, it's that we like to think in in our world that certain things also matter. And how matters and what matters and all the And what this move reinforces is something that has been true in college football for a long time now but has been just obscured enough that you could still kind of hold on to just a little bit of this or that or whatever. It should nothing matter. Nothing nothing matters. Nothing else matters. No other principle matters beyond how can we make the most money in college football to fund X, Y, or Z or do whatever. And and that nothing is more important than being in this mega space for college football money generating 
machine. That is the only thing that matters. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. And to that point, it makes all the money for all these other things. Think about how that affects you if you're a family that is typically, you're not, you don't care about the NFL. Mm-hmm. You don't care about the NBA. You just want to watch your daughter play soccer, and you don't want to have to fly on a plane to do it. You know what I'm saying? There's more than just what happens at the highest end for what a specific fan base cares about in terms of the logistics of life that I think you're just giving up too much if you're going to say that, yep, football being in the Big Ten is the only thing we care about. 877-710-ESPN, Josh in Florida. What up? Hey, what's, what's up, Clinton? First of all, uh, breaking news, Fresno State is accepting an invitation from the Pac-12. Great. So Shout to the Valley. Hey, but on the East Coast where football matters and SEC and Big 12, I think Texas and OU started it, I'm all for USC going to the Big Ten. I mean, they're a brand that holds itself, and the Pac-12 football uh, conference is dead. I mean, just like how you guys have been talking about, I think it's going to boost recruiting. It's definitely going to get us in the playoff talk, and we definitely need that exposure. Thanks for the phone call. 877-710-ESPN. One more. Drew in DTLA. What's going on? What's, what's going on, gentlemen? As a California native, USC alum, I understand what you're saying, Clinton, but the only thing that matters to USC and to USC fans and alumni is us getting back at the top of college football because when USC is at the top of college football in this town in L.A., there's only two more teams that are more important, the Dodgers and the Lakers. I don't disagree with about. you. Thanks for the phone call. I just don't think that this is what's going to get USC back to the top. That's what my point is. I, I, there's no plausible correlation between those two things. None. I, I, look. Getting is, people to say USC, bet. you got to make USC itself a more likable USC place. is betting on itself to be able to be to recover in this new era with new coach, new staff, new players that they're bringing in, all that stuff, that they can recover to the place where they will be relevant in this conversation. You are right. They could get buried. And I actually think that's a very likely possibility. Right? Why uh, would you open yourself up right, to that? US, just... UCLA, on the other hand, is just like, we better jump now. Cause right, cause, nobody... right. I get UCLA's right. in a different position. Because they... in college, the mechanics of college basketball are different. It's like you, you, UCLA can thrive as a college basketball program in the Pac-12. That, that can happen. I, I get it. Eight seven 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 ten espn John in the OC, what's up? You're on with Travis and Sliwa, a.k.a. Yates and Kamenetsky. Hey, guys. As a former track and field athlete, you used to have to travel all the time. I don't see how this is possible. I, I don't see how it's going to benefit all the other sports. I get college football, but you, you're killing these rivalries. You're killing and unless they move more of these teams and they have a West Coast, East Coast conference. It's just, and like you said, how are parents going to go? How are they going to go to these events? They don't uh, care. Yeah, I, I get it. Thanks they for the phone call. But this don't. is... This care. matters to the experience, bro, and I'm telling you that I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I, I I'm saying it. they don't care. But it, it it matters to the product as well, and that's the thing is that like if you're really just banking on jerseys, as in like laundry for what you're rooting for, you can tell when the football's not as good, and that's kind of the thing. Three eight seven 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 ten ESPN eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. Let's get one more here, Jerome in Los Angeles. What's up? Hey, guys, how you doing? Pretty Can you good. hear me? Yep, we got you. You're on the air. Hey, listen, let me, let me tell you why it won't work. Because UCLA is a state school. They are appointed by the governor's office. The people in the state of California, the, the UC system people, are going to be against it, and they're going to push back on it, and they're going to tell UCLA, you can't do it. UCLA is going to say no. 
USC is going to say, we want to do it, but we can't do it as a one-off. You got to come with us. Can you? It says you're, Jerome. It says you're a sports attorney here. Can you explain, without getting too deep into the legalese, like what would actually be done wrong here? Well, it's not wrong. It's that politically, UC system has UC trustees appointed by the governor's office. The governor's phone is going to start ringing. They're going to say no. People are going to say, "Do not let UCLA go and take okay. USC with them." And the governor's going to say, "What?" Of course. Okay, so let me, but, want to do it. and I, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree that that's a potential outcome here. That could happen, and like you know, we we heard before. Greg was saying that somebody was reporting that the you know part of the reason UCLA hasn't moved is is like Cal, you know, in that yeah. in that bind there. You know what happens in that scenario? USC goes, they take Oregon with them instead, or UW or something like that, because geography clearly doesn't matter. You take Oregon or UW and whatever program that they want more, and UCLA gets left in the cold and all you do is you take one non-conference open week every year and, and you play, play us yeah. ucla versus usc and it's not in the pac-12 anymore but and some people will care take some of the shine off that but when was the last time that game how many how many times in the last 10 years has that game been hyper relevant hard for me to say i was at that game last year so you know right but what did what did it mean on a national scale it didn't mean much on a national right. scale but this is my point i don't know that that promised land that UCLA or UC, excuse me that USC thinks is there is there. This could go poorly. It is money wise. The money would be locked in. The money's locked in. And so that's 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 what a hundred years the, of football does. That USC, is the a paycheck and getting dumped on conversation by Michigan State on a rainy November Thursday. You're asking me if I think they're gonna like you know end up like Minnesota here in this bit. Like yeah, they could be like oh, oh. Look, every six years. Look, Nick, cute USC is good. But, like, you know, trying to climb to the top of this is not going to be easy. That's why you build your own. That's what I'm saying. But you can't build it, you build it with what and against whom. All that daggone money you got on spending on your head coach. That's what I'm saying. Figure out the Pac-12. Somebody buy a network. I'm upset about this. I'm Clinton Yates. Coming up, we got huge, massive NBA free agency news. And it has nothing to do with the Lakers. Yet. It's Travis and Steve on ESPN <laughs> 710.